Hello and welcome to the. Are we good? Okay, welcome to the Astro Pod. No, what's the name of the show? Live from the Astro. SM57s. And the truth! <laughs> SM58s, actually. 58s. This is the only podcast that exists where two <laughs> friends just talk to each other unedited because they think they're smart and they think people are interested. Yep. And I have a theory about this type of podcast, though. Oh, okay. Whoa. Good. But first, Good. No, let's get into the theories. Uh, I think that for every show like this, there is absolutely a very dedicated, if small, audience. That's great to hear. You know, you have your kind of... Kurt Vonnegut had a word for this. I think it was carass. Hmm. Carass. It's in... Um, oh, dear. Name some Kurt Vonnegut books. Cat's Cradle? Cat's Cradle. I think it's in Cat's Cradle. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Okay. Uh, which was my first Kurt Vonnegut book. And he just talks about the circle of people that you have in your life that you keep running into or uh-huh. for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's not the most meaningful relationships you have but hmm. necessarily, but it's just the people with whom you are, like, you are attached. Um, and so I think that similarly for a chat show... Amongst friends who think that they're super smart and that people I, for the record, I never thought we were doing you this because I thought it was super smart. How smart are you? Um, on the, what's the scale here? We're talking IQ or just on a one to Let's ten? Am I gonna guess how street smart? How smart am I on a scale of one to ten? How how much street smarts do I have? Yeah. I'm gonna say seven, eight, seven, I, eight range. I agree. And you? What do you think? Street smarts. I'm probably a, like a solid six. Yeah. Why am I only a six and you're a seven or an eight? I think I could get up to eight if I needed to. I think it just really depends for me on how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> how are you feeling today? I feel ready for these streets. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, for the, I just want to point out that Richard forgot his mic stand today. Speaking of ready for the streets, he's back to the old school. He's he's wearing my shirt. I gave him my shirt because had a pocket in it. Got the mic in. So it's kind of a throwback episode, you could say. Throwback to the first episode in which David forgot his mic stand, and I brought myself down to his level by also putting my mic into my breast pocket. But today we only have one shirt with pockets, and it's yeah. we have to share. Yeah. We should put, like, one arm on me and one arm on you. What? Like if it was like a super extra large shirt oh, right. or we were too if I, small If people. for some reason I had worn a shirt. That, yeah. Should we yeah, do this? Should we order? Yeah, let's order. It's going to be a one check or a check? One check's fine. One check? Are you going to operate the incidentals? Uh, yeah. What are... I'm at the microphone. Oh, yeah. Can we ask you what you recommend today? The specials? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, no microphone. All right. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to decide. What do you, what do you think between the meatloaf sandwich uh-huh. and the meatloaf burger? Oh, you like gravy? You are messy. Or? Messy. I don't know. Probably it's good. Hot meatloaf sandwich is good. Okay, and um, do you recommend the pastas? Pasta's good. Yeah, pasta. All right. Do you know what you want? I'll have LA's best hamburger. No cheese or cheese. What type of cheese do you have? American cheddar and Swiss. How is it best? Simple American cheese. Okay. okay. LA's best hamburger with American cheese. Do you think it's the best in LA? Yep. You can cook medium or high <laughs> Medium. French fry onion ring. French fries. Do you want onion on your hamburger? Yeah, is it just like raw sliced onion? Yeah. Okay. okay. I guess that's all I have it. I'll do the meatloaf burger with American cheese. Your French fry? Sure. You want an onion? Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Is it LA's best hamburger? Yep. Yep. <laughs> then you'd have to think End about it. End of discussion. <laughs> you'd have to think about it. I uh, do oh miss God. Martha. We don't have Martha today. We, we're, we're doing the show on a couple of uh, housekeeping notes. Today's not right. a Friday, it's a Monday. We missed Friday because you were right. out of town. I was out of town, and we weren't able to get it together for... We had done the Friday... We always talk about doing a midnight, like, late night episode, but it never happens. I think it'll happen. It will. It or hasn't it happened yet. I shouldn't say never. never. It could just yeah. be any different time of day. We only did one not in the morning. 
It was an afternoon episode. Yeah. That was uh, the one where we started in the parking lot. Right. Uh, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it like yeah. five o'clock or, or midnight soon. Maybe we should do it after we go see Ty Siegel on Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Or before. Sure. Maybe we should do that. We should get dinner here Sunday night before we're going to a rock show. We could do that. Okay, cool. Although, so are you back on Friday? There's um, lots of out-of-town stuff yeah, going on. I was out-of-town. You're going to be out-of-town. Um, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back Wednesday night. I was trying to get you to operate the microphone because I didn't Thursday. want to oh, well, I, my... Right. You understand now. Yeah, but then she didn't want to be on the Because usually when Martha comes over, I yeah. pick up my mic stand and I like point it in her face. But then our server today wasn't into that. But that's why I was saying, would you operate or something right. like you that? You said incidentals and then I figured it out. Well, I was trying to use code language between producers <laughs> <laughs> um, so that she wouldn't... No, I got. I don't know. Yeah. I was waiting for you to use your street smarts charm. Yeah. Because you're like you're a famous journalist. <laughs> you're, you're, you're famous for no. going into situations and charming people and getting them to say things into your mic that are intimate and revealing. And here we are. I can't get you to mic up the server. Well, my process doesn't usually involve someone saying confusing things to me, like incidentals. And I'm just trying to puzzle well, piece, piece, to get piece together what you're talking you about. To pick up the mic. I just wanted to take the week off uh-huh. miking the server. Right. Because of... Well, the, it, in the end, it didn't matter because she didn't want to be recorded. It's true. <laughs> it's all So moot. we're also the only chat show where we have some dead air where we order or consider what we're going to order. So what were we going to say about Street Smarts? Speaking of Street Smarts, I was going to just say that uh, I discovered a gem on the menu... I love this menu. It's because I always discover things that I've never noticed before, and I discovered this menu item called Tijuana Delight. What's on the Tijuana Delight? (laughs) Close your eyes and imagine a dish called Tijuana Delight. What would you imagine? I mean, it's not fair because you know what it is, but would you imagine a hamburger patty with chili and spaghetti? Wow. Just like Tijuana. So many textures. So many traditions. (laughs) I feel like so many traditions just shat on. <laughs> right, yeah. Oy. Uh So next time we'll order that. Yeah, that's on the... I mean, I do feel like... I do feel a, not a moral obligation, but an obligation to eat every item on the menu. I think we'll get there. Yeah. I don't think that we've been repeating too many, although I get a lot of variations, and there are a lot of variations on the menu of just eggs, and it's like if the eggs come with... Yeah hash browns or country potatoes it's like a different dish right it's like america's best breakfast california's best breakfast (laughs) um street smarts i don't don't really have any more to say about street smarts well i guess how do you decide how much street smarts you have (laughs) (laughs) mr non-wielding the mic at the server i'm just kidding uh how do you determine whether you have street smarts I don't know. It's just it's just the one that doesn't have to do that isn't quantifiable. Right. Right. It's the one that doesn't have to do with numbers and grades, man. And no like, tests. tests. Yeah. We don't use your tests. They should develop a test for street smarts. What would it be? Uh, it's like you walking down the like street. Some guy would come up to you and be like, "Hey, you want to play some cards? <laughs> you want to play some three card Monty?" <laughs> and like, how many seconds it takes you to say no? Is yeah. The ultimate, if you get a 10, it's like where you agree to play and then you somehow end up scamming the three-card Monty guy. And you have to, like, maybe you'll be tested in, like, the euphemisms of for, like, drugs and things like that. Like, I remember when I was 14 and I was on Shattuck Avenue in Berkeley for the first time in my life, and this guy came up to me, and uh, he was, like, much older. You know, he was probably in his 20s. Uh-huh. And he had dreadlocks, and he was like, you know where the bomb at? And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, you know where the bomb at? And I was like, I don't, the bomb. Uh, and, like, and I was like, I could tell that maybe he wasn't talking about a place yeah. called the bomb, but yeah. I thought maybe he was too. And I was like, I don't. And he was like, weed, you want some weed? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> of course I do. I'm 14. Did you buy some weed for him? I'm pretty sure that I did. Or No, you know what? Maybe he was asking me, I think, if I had weed for him to buy, which seems odd. 
he, he looked at me, this older man. Yeah, with dreadlocks. He looked at usually, the 14-year-old yeah. me and said, this kid probably is carrying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's because you just looked? I was looked, probably wearing like you a were just like so shirt or something. Well, know, I was like, gonna say you were just like fresh off the boat, like wide-eyed, and he mistook that for stone. I think but really, I, you were just I had like that, like kind of like a, a young so toe cal. in the urban forest, <laughs> 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 which he thought you were just stone, but you were, no, or maybe you were, and also I had that stone. street <laughs> smart kind of shine from my, my SoCal upbringing, and he was like, "Oh, this guy's probably this guy's from down south. He probably." You know, glass 40 ounces to freedom every night and just... Kids down. Rips bowls, yeah. <laughs> this kid's been ripping bowls. <laughs> Were you ripping bowls at 14? I don't know if we should talk about this. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, no, I mean, we... Um, we don't have to. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about your travels? Just because I'm going to run for president. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. Obama admitted to doing cocaine. I don't remember that. Yeah. I think he wrote about it in his book. But he didn't snort it. That would be the Bill, <laughs> Bill Clinton version. He's like, I tried it, but I didn't put it up my nose. Well, that, that, so that would imply that, like, what? He, he mainlined it? it? <laughs> yeah, right. Which exactly. is, like, worse? It is worse. Bill. Uh, yeah, I was out of town. It was cold. Saw a little snow. Ate a great pizza. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I ate an amazing pizza. Really? Yes. We can't say where you were. It's sensitive. But you were, let's say, the middle of the country? Flyover territory? Well, I think we can say that I was in western Michigan. Oh, okay. We can yeah. get that specific. And it was flyover country. Um, but it's, it's a beautiful area, but very cold this time of year. Lots of snow. It being January. Thank you so much. Oh, we're getting some mustard, too. Mm. The mustard for both of our dishes? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so there, it's, it's an older town. It's an older area. Um, small town on the lake that has a couple different, there's sort of the quaint, you know, main street. Uh -huh. And then there's an area of, like, factories um, warehouses and stuff that, and there's also like a couple little tiny commercial stretches there. Uh, and there's an old, looks like an old house, like a sort of like a Queen Anne era house with a great neon sign outside advertising pizza, uh, that I noticed, but I see it when I'm driving into work every day early in the morning and the sign is never on. And there's no other, there's like a little hand-painted sign on the side of the house, but you couldn't tell if it was open or not, or mm -hmm. what the deal is. Um, turns out, it opens every night at five. What we here in the urban part of the country would call a speakeasy restaurant. Well, it's an old boarding house. Mm. Uh, you know, an old bar that these Italian immigrants bought in like 1949, and they started serving something that no one knew how to pronounce or had heard of before pizza really in 1951 wow. that's when they started serving the pizza because it was based on these brothers who bought it um they worked in the factory across the street that you know made like brass handles or whatever um there's a theme to this podcast when we talk about when america used to make all of the stuff for the rest of america but that was happening across the street and they ended up buying this bar they took a trip to chicago uh to go to a cubs game and saw some of their fellow countrymen um, selling pizza across the street, and that's when they got the idea to start doing, to start doing it. And their mother, actually, I think that the sorry, I think the generation above was, were the ones who were born in Italy, right. and they were first generation. Um, but the mother was like, "This is pe peasant food. Like Americans aren't going to want to eat this. No one's heard of it. But it's what they serve to this day. Still, it's the only thing that they serve. Same recipe." Same recipe. Whoa. Only one size, 12 inch pizzas, same pizza pans from back in the day. Whoa. Um, there's five toppings that you can get house made sausage. Everything's made in house. Yeah. Sausage, pepperoni, anchovies, green bell peppers, and mushrooms. Hmm. Um, and what they recommend, what my server recommended to me, because I was like, it's old gingham tablecloths. It's like, you know, 20 watt bulbs on the ceiling. Yeah. This old smoke stained um, floral print wallpaper above like some wainscoting. It's just the kind in this very short uh, bar. 
And it's just the kind of place that like you don't see in LA. It would just be so long gone if it ever yeah. existed in LA. Um, and it's tavern style pizza. So like that means like it's something that they have in Chicago that's like sort of like the you know redheaded stepchild to like the deep dish pizza, which yeah. is what everyone thinks of when they think of Chicago, but it's like very thin crust. And almost like the edges get like a, like burned a little bit, which I love. Yeah. They get that like cheesy burn. Yeah. Um, love it. Anyway, so my server, I was like, I just want to get the full experience. Like I heard about this place. I'm, I'm here. I've seen the sign. I didn't know it was open. I came in. I'm visiting. Where are you from? I'm from California. Uh, what should I get to drink? You have a full bar? And she was like, kind of. And so that made me think I should not order from the full bar. Uh, and I was like, what's, like, I just want the experience. And she was like, okay, I guess you want a red wine. And, you, and I was like, great, perfect. And she was like, you want a cab? Uh-oh, you're not from Napa, are you? No, I'm not from Napa. Okay, you want, how about a Chianti? And I was like, yes, Chianti. So came out, it was, and it was just like so cold in the glass. The wine? The wine, I love it. Yeah. I love chilled red wine, like mm -hmm. always, pretty much. But especially when it's, shall we say, bad wine, <laughs> it, it kind of makes up for it. Like, it's uh, kind of like having an ice-cold Budweiser is really nice in a totally different way. But yeah. I like chilled wine. Yeah. So I got that, and she recommended that I get the everything but anchovies, which is like a standard order there, I guess. Huh. Like, I think some people call it the EBA. Huh. Um, that's a classic order. I mean, there is a pizza in a famous Italian pizza that's just anchovies, so maybe that somehow it's related to that. But anyway, 12-inch um, pie. They cut it with scissors. They're like, huh. they're like Taylor's scissors, you know, the ones with like super long blades, but huh. like stainless steel. Um, I saw her cut it and bring it, and then she shook the tray to kind of, I don't know, I, I, I guess like work out the edges a little bit and put it down. And immediately I was like, what's the secret to like cutting it right? she was just like wailing on it with these scissors like freeform and she was like what do you mean you just you pick it up you cut it then you turn it you cut it again and then you get eight slices and i was like okay cool and she was like anyway we were talking a lot about the history of the place and she was kind of filling me in the pizza was amazing it was just like very thin but like held up all the toppings i love that crust i was having the time of my life i had a second glass of chianti and uh at some point we were talking towards the end of my meal and she left me to go over to check on another table. Yeah. She's like the only server working, you know, maybe like, I don't know, 20 tables or something like that. Maybe there's another server too. And she came back, she's like, oh, that was just my mom. And I was like, wow, your mom comes in and, and my sister. Well, yeah, my, I mean, my dad is the one who started this place. Like the guy we've been talking about all along who I had like heard about and like, you know, I'd read the website. They're in the Pizza Hall of Fame, whatever wow. that is. And, um, and then the mom came over and said hi to me. Wow. And um, I stood up and shook her hand, and and uh, she said, "And who are you?" And I was like, I'm "Just nobody important. My name's Richard." And she was like, "You look important." <laughs> and uh, I gave her a business card, gave yeah. her sister a business card, and yeah, they they still come in to eat. There's five other pizzerias that they started, but that one was the original one. Wow. Um, and their apartments upstairs, which they no longer rent out. But, and I was just talking to, Lisa was her name, my server, uh, the daughter, and she hadn't worked there all her life or anything like that, but, you know, she had stayed, gone to college, gotten a real job, this is her words, and then, you know, raised kids and was in the area and wanted to get out of the house, kind of, and so she started working and picking up shifts. And uh, so there's two sides of the family that, that co-own this place. Uh -huh. There's the two brothers. Her dad died when he was like 50, so a long time mm. ago. And then there's the brother, and he's like 90. And then there's her, there's her mom, who is about, I think she's 89. And, and then there's a whole bunch of kids. I think there's seven on her side alone, wow. is the way I understood it. And nobody knows what's going to happen. And so I said, what's going to happen? And the, you know, what's the next generation look like? And she said, that's the million dollar question. Wow. Um, and it, it's been not franchised, but I think that there might be um, two sides of it owning, you know, uh, different combinations of of the the other five. Oh, here it is. Oh goodness. Thank you. Wow. David. This is a meal. We're going to go big today. Do you want to describe what's going on? on yeah, the I mean, it looks like a pretty standard cheeseburger. One thing I will point out that seems different is that they've stacked both buns so that there's 
the top bun is upside down. On right. top of that is the bottom bun of the hamburger, and then on top of that is the meat and the cheese. So they've hidden the top bun under the burger. So you have to basically pick up the whole thing to get the, the bun out from under the burger, which is curious. Well, and yours, the top of the bun is sitting on your, your lettuce on the side, but right. it also leaves the patty and the cheese exposed. And I think the, the idea is so that the cheese won't stick to the patty, or maybe in my case, they're giving it a little extra steam down there. Yeah. I don't know. But it also comes with a little... Yeah, mine did too. Like Thousand Island dressing. A little cup of Thousand Island styrofoam dressing. Styrofoam cup. Coleslaw. You think that's for the burger? Unless you for the burger. Not for the fries. Oh, you think it's for the fries? I think it's for the burger. I don't. I can't tell. We should have been instructed. <laughs> and then we got French's mustard on the side. Yeah. So it looks good. Yeah, should we get a photo? Yes. For the archives? This, no, this will be the uh, poster image of, of this week's... It doesn't have to be me, though. Just the... I do want to get you my shirt in the photo. I don't need your face. Just I just want my shirt and the food. Oh, okay. Wait, let me get a little... David's working all the angles. Close-up of the bun situation. You, like I, don't have an iPhone protective thing. I had one, but it disintegrated and I haven't replaced it. Same and here. Since then, my screen's gotten all fucked up. Mine started like ripping the pockets of my jeans and like scraping my hands because it was broken. It's like a hard plastic. You want ketchup? Yeah. Was that a no? Uh, yeah, I'll have a little ketchup. Oh, I thought that. Was... I don't really like ketchup, but I feel like the, the, the a nice I ratio of ketchup. ketchup to mustard. Although. So you like a more acidic kind of dip? Yeah, but now I'm thinking, do I maybe I don't want to do ketchup because I got this Thousand Island dressing here. Oh yeah, let's okay. Let's try the Thousand Island. So that was a good pizza, Fricano's. It's called. Fricano's is the name of the place, huh? It was so good. Really? And I just love. Mm. What's what's the deal? Taste the, it. I did. It's sweet. Very sweet. No. Yeah. A lot of Worcestershire. Delicious though. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Trying to feel good about this order. You're not. You don't have FOMO for not getting the Tijuana delight. <laughs> we'll get to it, right? I have so many questions about that menu item. I don't think that you're going to get many answers from our server today. I, yeah, I think. I kind of want to do the show Friday again, so we can get back in the groove with Martha. We we should. I, I'm sorry that we kind of got off our rhythm. In fact, I got a text from one of our mega fans asking where the show was on Friday. <laughs> wow, feels yeah. nice. So that's why I'm developing this theory about how these shows work. Whoa. Ooh, there's a nice uh, combination of, of char and steam on the bun. I like it. Oh, you know what? I should have dressed my... So... Do you have any questions about Fricano's? Well, what was the pizza like? What was the sauce like? It was, I mean, there's a lot going on on the pizza. It was like a sweet sauce. I have to say that the sausage was noticeably, it was like crumbled sausage. I, I mean, I don't know where the seasoning was coming from, but I just like the, the texture of it. You know, I think that it had probably cooked in the oven with the pie. And so, you know, there's like more fat on the, there's, you know, it was greasy. It's like the combination of like crispy, thin crust uh -huh. and like greasy top. And I think that maybe that had come a little bit from the sausage. And I asked her about the sausage because I just, you could tell that it was like at least taken out of the casing and like crumbled on top. But she said that they make it in house. Uh, they make everything, including the sauce. I asked her what they did, like, you know, what the recipe was. And she was like, that's, that's the secret. You can't, you can't know. She does the dough every couple days. But, oh, so the, the dough, they only, yeah. I asked about this. I can't remember how often she does it, but it's definitely not every day. And I think that basically what happens is the dough proofs for longer than maybe normal um, to keep it flat so that it doesn't get like super bready or thick in the oven. Um, so it's still a substantial dough, but. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Yeah, like, that was our soundboard for stop talking about the pizza. No, I just had to blow my nose. So don't take it. Thank you. Thank you. Sesame bun. Coleslaw too. It came with coleslaw. Yep. 
But yes, so that was good. Um, the pepperoni was spicy and good. I was dubious about green bell peppers, um, but it came, thank you, yeah. fairly small dice and definitely cooked in the oven. You know, sometimes you'll get kind of a raw, towards raw green bell pepper on a pizza. I really don't like that. So I was dubious about that, but she had advised me to order that way. I did, and I was uh, happy with the, the bell pepper as well. And then, yeah, mushrooms that, they were just like button mushrooms. It's delicious. It's really, really good. I ate the entire pizza. Wow. Yeah. Highlight, was that the highlight of your trip? Pretty much. Culinarily. Somebody had, um, somebody leaned over to me, you know, he saw that I was asking a lot of questions about the pizza and stuff, talking to my server a lot. What do you He was like, hey. This pizza's the best in the morning, like the next day. And I could tell it would be a good next day pizza. You know, it would kind of just like coagulate and solidify and like stay crispy and just heat up really nicely. Mm. Good to think about the next day when you're ordering pizza. But I won't have that problem. It'd probably be perfect to share as like a snack. And for me, perfect as a one man meal, a lonesome meal with two glasses of Chianti. <laughs> So yeah, and it was great to see snow and, you know, be really dry, wash my hands a lot, watch out for influenza A. Yeah, I heard it's bad. Yeah. I keep meaning to get a flu shot, but. Same here. I haven't yet. So what do you think of the burger? Or the meatloaf burger? It's really good. It is really good, isn't it? Yeah. Would you say it's LA's best? Well, I think it's the only meatloaf burger I've ever had in LA, so yes, yes it is. That I've oh, ever... but they don't qualify that on the menu. They don't call it LA's best no. meatloaf burger. They just call this LA's best burger, which yeah. is pretty good. Best? Um, I'm just gonna protect my supposed expertise as a, as a food writer and say no. <laughs> <laughs> It's a delightful burger experience sitting here with you at the Astro Diner on the corner of Fletcher and Glendale. You should try some of this meatloaf. So, you're going out of town too. I am. You're going to the Sundance Film Festival. I am. In a few hours. How are you getting there? Airplane. Mm. Pretty good, huh? I like the meatloaf, yeah. Just keeps it a little bit more moist, and it's got flecks of vegetables in it. And they char it on the outside, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the normal kind of delivery system for meatloaf, but very delightful. So, under what auspices are you attending the Sundance Film Festival? So, my brother-in-law, Matthew, is a musician, a very good musician. He's 19. He's a student at the New England Conservatory. I don't know how this happened, but he ended up being in a movie as an extra. Uh, sort of an extra, but also has, he plays a busker singing in the subways mm -hmm. in New York City for this movie. And the movie is, I can't remember the name of it. I know very little about the movie. I'm about to find out. It's directed by or written by the same people who did The Little Miss Sunshine. Anyway, it's at the festival. Cool. And so... I am going to be his chaperone. He's blind, so it's hard for him to get around in places. He's unfamiliar, so oh. his family um, asked his sister, my wife, and she was like, I don't want to go deal with that. <laughs> uh, mostly just because she had just gone traveling, and also because her grandparents and mother are coming to stay with us for nine days. Oh, wow. Tomorrow. And she didn't want to be gone while they were there, so. Sure, yeah. So I'm going to take, I'm going to meet him in Utah, and we're going to go to Sundance, and he gets to be at the screening and then we're gonna go to this after party for the movie and I'm just gonna check out I've never been to Sundance so I'm curious and my friend Matt who I work with is one of the judges or jury members for the documentary oh yeah Matt Holtzman so he's gonna show me the ropes take me out I don't think I have a pass so I feel like oh, really? I'm probably so not gonna get to do screening? much official stuff but I will like enjoy the bar scene and whatever Matt can get me into I'll tag along to that and but you'll be with Matt though yeah I'm you're like, I'm just going to go enjoy the bar scene. 
<laughs> I mean, I think he can get into bars. I don't think they're going to be strict about carding, right? I have no idea. I've never You've been, been? Yeah. No. So. No, my theory about Sundance is I'll go when I'm invited. Or when I pay to be invited and they accept me, that yeah. is. But no, I've never been, but I definitely have some friends there if you are looking for friends. Yeah. Or at least, I think some people, you know, it's like, it's like two weekends and the week, right? So, I don't know, some people are there at different times, I think. I think we're going to see a bunch of the VR stuff. Oh, cool. Because my brother-in-law really is interested in the VR stuff. He's actually, he got this grant to develop the script from the Daredevil comics into a virtual reality. Your brother-in-law did? Yeah. Wait, so how do you experience VR as a blind person? Well, so he's working with the MIT Media Lab, and they have all these like things they're working on. Like One is a pendant that hangs around your neck, huh. and it has what interchangeable cartridges that emit smells. So like when you are in the subway in the story, it can emit a smell that smells like the subway. Wow. And then they also this he working, he's working with this other guy that invented this like gyroscope that attaches to your head with a headband and, and puts like pressure points, I think, around your ears and it does something with balance. So supposedly it can make you feel like you're upside down by the way this gyroscope spins and affects your, the liquid in your ears that Jeez. does balance. So like he's working with them to like, it's like a space simulator. Make this completely immersive experience with and it's he's he got permission from the guy who wrote Daredevil to use that script as the, because cool. I don't know if you know the story of Daredevil, but it's about a no, I don't blind, actually. it's about a blind superhero. Oh, it is. Yeah, so so he's working on that project. So he wanted to check out a bunch of the VR stuff at Sundance, and I think he got tickets for it for us to go see that. So I'm excited about that, that'll be cool. I did a great, my first VR experience was within the last year, I guess, because it was something that premiered at Sundance last year. And it was like an immersive, you know, immersive. <laughs> it was a VR thing. Um, it, it was like a movie, you know? I mean, I don't know how many of them are. I, I don't read a lot about VR or do VR. But my friend set it up for me and uh, my friend Russell. And he did a couple like 30 second, like very safe like vignettes to like acclimate me to being in the room and you know, how to act and where the parameters are of like the physical space and all that. And then he put on this movie, Dear Angelica. It's like very emotional, and uh, it has this kind of like beautiful, like swirling, um, illustrated effect that's going on, kind of all around you, and you're following it. And uh, you know, it's just like parts of the story are happening kind of all around you at all times, and and you're paying attention to different parts of it depending on what you want and uh, it, it was like really amazing and I found it like very emotional. I loved it. Cool. Um, anyway, that, that was at Sundance last year. I'm sure that there's like tons of great stuff this year too. I haven't been reading much about Sundance except for the fact that there's a new uh, Mr. Rogers documentary that got acquired that sounds Aaron like edited it. Pardon? Aaron edited it. Oh, he did. Oh, that's the Morgan Neville project he was on. Oh, so he's done with it, obviously. Yeah. Oh, crazy. A, a mutual acquaintance of ours edited that film. I thought he was like still working on something. But he's always working great. on. He's like a very sought-after documentary film yes. editor, so he's always working on like I a bunch of him. projects <laughs> <laughs> that are very successful. No, and but he's well been made. very. Uh, it's been great meeting him through you, and I ran into him over the holiday. Um, and yeah, I knew that he. We just haven't met up in in a while. Because he was working on this other project that has a very long history, which I don't think we should talk about. <laughs> but maybe we'll maybe yeah, maybe I'll see him there too. I think he's out there with oh, that. Oh yeah, probably. I'm sure he's there. If he, he was there with that, but that already got premiered and acquired. Yeah, there have been a lot of people have been saying it's really great. I saw some tweets to that effect. But like, what kind of monster would shit on a Mr. Rogers documentary? <laughs> You have to acquire it. And it's directed by Morgan Neville. He knows how to make a movie. What did he do? 20 Feet from Stardom and oh, yeah. many others. But that one might be the one that you know the most, dear, dear listeners. Oh, listeners. Let's just talk to listeners for a second. 
Yeah, how are you guys doing out there? Let us know how you feel. Yeah, we haven't done listener comments or questions in a while. Yeah, I'm Mainly because still- we haven't got any. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been getting, personally, I've been hearing from people who listen to the show who are friends. What are they, what are they saying? What are the, what's the word on the street about the show? Uh, I should look through my texts. Um, I mean, someone said that last the last episode was the best episode yet. Oh. I guess because of its, quote, realness. We get real sometimes. I think that's what we do that is good about the show is the realness. Mm. Personally. And non-abrasive personalities. Yeah. But, oh yeah, I wanted to pitch something to you. Or just brainstorm it, kick it around a little bit. All right, what do you got? Maybe we should do seasons. What's what's the... So, look, we... What's, what's going to define seasons? On a certain number of episodes. Oh. So, for example, like, the first ten could just be us chopping it up. Freestyle. Is this just a way so we can take breaks? No. No, I'm not saying if production stops. Well, what changes between seasons? Just use your street smarts. Like, <laughs> like, like, like having guests, for example. Like, the next right. ten could be, like, guests. I think that... One of the reasons why I've been... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing idea. I'm just asking. No, I know, and I'm pushing you towards greatness. (laughs) 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 But, so, getting out from the, the whole guest conversation, it's like, we've batted that around, and I think that you are more on the side of, like, why not? You know, like, why not? Because we're not, but I think that not having guests gives us something. Like some sort of limitation, you know, like right. like what we talked about on the first show. Then the next ten could be like a curated guest thing, maybe not our friends. I think it'd be better if it was not our friends because that would shift the show more dramatically towards something else for a few. Mm-hmm. So it could be like Morgan Neville, for example. Like you know, <laughs> our guests this season are Morgan Neville, John uh, Cusack. What's your John Cusack thing? <laughs> it's not the first time you brought him up on this show. I, don't know, I just had. I mentioned someone who I knew. Who, I was like, I know this guy who was in a movie, and he's, you were like, "Is it John Cusack?" <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it'd be a funny. I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, uh, and of course he can come on the show. Um, I, so this is a brainstorm session. Like, does that seem like a good idea? Do you want to just keep going how we've been going? What do you think? I don't think it's a bad idea, but I think when you start doing things like trying to schedule and like have right. organized right. things happen it introduces more quote unquote work than we've been doing right we've kept the work at a minimum yeah and I'm just not down with that I'm, I'm checking your phone right now I got a text oh well, that excuse is it well I'm just I'm in communication with Matt who I'm supposed to meet in, in Utah I'm gonna make sure oh, like we're all good it's good we're good we're good um, Are we good? I just am reluctant to add workload to the show. Of course. It also means, like, potentially for things to go wrong. Like, if we don't make any promises to anyone about what the show's going to be, we don't break any promises. That's a great point. If we start promising Morgan Levy, is that his name? Morgan Levy? <laughs> What's his name? Oh, Morgan Neville? If we start promising... <laughs> what if we just promised Morgan Neville, but they just found someone named Morgan Levy, and they had them on and just didn't... Acknowledge the fact that we just swapped someone out. Just the first Morgan Levy in the phone book. <laughs> hey, we want to show it. Talk about documentary filmmaking. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I don't know. I was a CPA for 38 years, but so. But, All right, that's but, a great point. I think that I'm. I was remiss in not considering that before bringing it up. No, it's not remiss. I mean, that's the whole point of brainstorming. Yeah, but it's the, since you put the kibosh on that brainstorming... <laughs> I'm, not putting, I'm just, that's just one thing without raising that issue. The concern, it's a concern. I'm just raising a concern, that's all. It's not an insurmountable concern. I mean, but I feel well, like... Well, li- let's put it to the listeners. What do you like about this show? <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. What do you? What's working about this show? Why are you listening? <laughs> what? Uh, what would you like the future of this show to be in terms of... I mean, let's stay creative, everybody. Yeah, don't be... I mean, as long as and also, if you want to sell ads for us, <laughs> um, 
Please get in touch. I mean, I do feel like there are some constraints. We have to stay at the Astro. Right? Yeah. Unless we go to the other Astro. Right, there are... There's an Astro Burger, and I think that there's another Astro in West Hollywood. Astro Diner? Same owner? Not, I don't think it's called the Astro Diner. It's just some eatery called the Astro. Mm. And another super fan told me about this. Mm. So anyway, yeah, personally, I have been hearing from a few people, or people will... People I've run into have said, like, oh, I already know everything about what's going on with you. Cause that <laughs> nah. Or I'll get, like, a Facebook message from someone to be like, oh, hey, just listening to you talk about the Flexi disc sounds dope. I want one of those. And I'm nice. like, cool, you can have one as a thanks. Uh, the person who did that, if he's listening, is, is a really good dude. And um, I absolutely want him to have one. Um, I want well, him to have ten. What's, what's taking so long? I haven't seen him. Yeah, and it's a physical object, so. Right. I want to send them as postcards because you can, but there's they get scratched all over it, so I would have to like maybe put like a label down or something like that. What's that? Oh yeah, it would get scratched. Yeah. But that, I think that's the point of those things. Um. Yeah, have you heard, you haven't heard from any of your listeners? Um, someone commented on my Instagram about Martha and how <laughs> oh, she really? has a lot of wisdom. Whoa. Or something like they, sh she knows. She has all the. She knows the something. secrets. I don't know. Does she know where the bodies are buried? That's an expression <laughs> that people like to use. I bet some mobsters have eaten here over the years, and Martha's probably served them. Right. That's, Martha can be tight lipped when, you know, like the whole Martha's thing. Martha's got some about, secrets. Like, There's some things she's not telling us. Unless, unless it's necessary, and I'm like, right. when is it necessary? And she's like, I'm not going there. Yeah. She knows some stuff. Oh, yeah, she knows some things. But apparently, she knows she's not working on a Monday. <laughs> Today. <laughs> friends. Yeah. That LA's best burger is sitting like a rock <laughs> at the bottom of a deep... You haven't even finished it yet, either. You finished your meatloaf burger. I'm... Okay, we're going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I can finish. A little bit of French's, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. How was, uh... <laughs> you talk this time, don't... I'm trying to talk less. Ask yourself a question. Are you trying to talk less or are you just trying to talk not so loud? I feel like that's the bigger issue. <laughs> Man, a lot of shade being thrown from one side of the table to the other today. We really are friends, dear listeners. Even me handicapped with my microphone breast pocket. Oh, okay, you can ask me a question. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask you uh, how your Martin Luther King Day was. I was traveling. Ah. Um, technically, it's not a day off for me, but I oh. I had kind of booked my travel. What kind of horrible company do you work for that doesn't recognize Martin Luther King Day? I work for... I'm very lucky to have the job <laughs> that I have. Uh, I had, you know, looked at my calendar ahead of time when I was booking it and seeing that it was Martin Luther King Day and I thought, oh, perfect, I'll travel on that day because it takes a long time to get to the East Coast. And so instead of doing it during the work day and missing out, I thought, this is perfect, and then I don't have to sacrifice a weekend day or anything like that. And, oh, I was wrong. But it was not a big deal. You know, you just get in after work hours and then start the next day fresh, or in my case, unslept. <laughs> May I have a little bit more coffee? I don't want to... She said okay. Oh, I know. Oh. Oh, shoot. Uh, any other questions? <laughs> How was your Martin Luther King Jr. day? It was good. I was like solo parenting all week because my wife was out of town, so... Right. I took Faye to the parade um, nice. down in South LA, and then we went to Lemert Park. Hung out with some Rastafarians in the parking lot there for a while. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And... Uh, were you part of some sort of <laughs> well, I play? Didn't, no. Oh, yeah, I was actually, that's Thank a funny you. story. Um, I ran into this guy I know, a blues musician who hangs out with the Rastafarians in the parking lot of Limer Park. Of course. <laughs> and uh, he kept, it was like, he kept uh, smoking weed. He was like double fisting. He had a joint in one hand and like a vaporizer in the other hand. 
And, oh, yeah, uh, you got to. You got to dial in the sativas and the indicas. Faye was like, what's... He was like, yeah, it's not warming up, it's not warming up. And Faye was like, what's he warming up? What's that thing? What's that thing? And I was like, that's a whistle. She knows. <laughs> she was just like, oh. And I was like, but it's not working. He's trying to fix it. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, was she like, I want a whistle. <laughs> Luckily, she didn't really get into it. But She's cool. She's not a narc. I like that. <laughs> so then we like hung out with them for a while. And, uh, and then we went into the jazz museum and get watch a guy play piano for a while and then we were just like walking in this alley and this woman was like sitting in a wheelchair in the alley and she was like go in there go in there go in there and i was like what what and she's like get a, go 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 see the show go see the puppet show go see the puppet show and i was like okay okay and so like they she basically like ushered us into this hallway and we get in and there's like a puppet show happening huh and uh I had seen the puppets so before. You just, did you walk onto the stage immediately? Or? <laughs> no. So I had seen the uh, puppets before at this African American Cultural Center, and they're really cool. They like all these like black uh, puppets that are really elaborately made, and I was like, oh, I'm actually going to see these things in action. It was pretty cool. And uh, the like, so some kids doing some stuff, and then they did another bit where like the guy had a puppet and he made a woman from the audience come sit on stage in a chair and then he sang this song to her it was all about how he was he lo- he really liked her and was romantically attracted to her but he could never be with her because her feet were too big oh, it was the puppets <laughs> yeah the puppet singing and the puppet, puppet like the chorus is like I don't like you cause your feet's too big I, you know like I don't I hate you cause your feet's too big you know and uh was it improvised or no no it was recorded and he was just oh I see yeah that's great and so, and then that segment ended, and they, he was like, I want four volunteers. Thank you. To come, to come on stage, four kids. And so four kids went up there, and Faye wasn't, like, clamoring to go up there, and I was like, fine. But then one of the other moms was like, she should go up too, let her go up too. You know, pointing to Faye, and I was like, it's, it's fine, it's fine, we're fine. You know, like, <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Because I didn't want, like, the guys to ask for four volunteers, and I was like, you know, yeah, and then the guy was just like, "Okay, fine." Like, but then Faye would. You only have three. No, he had tons of puppets, but. Oh. Uh, no, I mean, he didn't have enough volunteers for. No, he had four people. Okay. And then so I was just like, oh, "No, it's fine. She's got four. I like, see, you I know, don't, don't worry about it. We're good. We're good. We're good." But then this woman like kept insisting, like, "No, the girl should go on stage." You know, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Was but, it the same woman who had ushered you in? Yeah, it was her and her friends. And then um, no, 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 it was not her. It was the same woman who had been on stage before. Oh, okay. And. The woman with the big feet. Yeah, and I was fine. But then she got up there, and he was like, she's too little. She can't operate this puppets by herself, so I need you to come up here, Dad. I need someone, one of the parents to come up here with her. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to, like, go up on this stage. <laughs> I just didn't want to, like, I don't know. And so and somebody else videoed you? Yeah, then the woman who, like, it was, had been the big feet, her friend, and then they all, like, videotaped it for us. <laughs> but then they put on, like, um... Whoop, there it is. And so we were all supposed to like dance to Whoop, there it is. And it was just like me and all these like young black girls. And like, and it all, I, we were the only white people there. And so I just felt this like extra level of like, just yeah. like, I was like, I don't want these people to think that I like, the white guy barged up on stage and like demanded to be, you know. My show now. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, so kind of embarrassed, but then also like trying to like be with the show and not be like the grumpy dude in like with all the young kids singing, Whoop, there it is. And so then I'm like trying to do the puppet. And, I don't know. It was it was a fun experience. It was funny. It sounds great. Yeah, and uh, I had a good time, and she got to eat ice cream, and then we went to Taco Mel. Oh, you did? Yeah. I've never been to Taco Mel. Uh, it's it's good. It's good. It's a little expensive, so, but I, I wanted to get these oxtails, which I really wanted from this food cart. They looked really good, but the guy's like, "We're out of rice. I'll have rice ready in ten minutes." Oh, not from Taco Mel. No, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we, I can wait ten minutes." And then we started wandering around, and then. I kind of wandered into Taco Mel's, and I was like, I don't want to go back for that. Wait, you know, anyway. So explain who Taco Mel is. Taco Mel is, he's a part of this scene of, like, black home chefs who sell food through Instagram. Um, and it really so is like a underground. Scene, they yeah. know each other and support each other and stuff, right? Yeah, it's like a food secret society, they so call it. So it's all flavor, no grease. Yeah, there's all flavor, no grease. There's Blue Kitchen. There's Mr. Fry's Man, Mr. Fry's who's, Man I did a story about who I know. There's, um... Uh, Little China. Trap Kitchen is probably the most famous or most successful, most famous one. Right. 
they like cater a lot of stuff in town and they hooked up with Martha Stewart for a cooking show. I didn't know that. Yeah, they were on an episode of her cooking show. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them. I'm probably forgetting some, but... And then Taco so now, Mel. Taco Mel, who makes burritos. Of course. And tacos. <laughs> and he has a legit spot now. He has a brick and mortar? Yeah. But it sucks, man. It's like, I feel bad for him because it's right at this spot where they're doing construction for the Crenshaw Metro Rail line. Oh. So it's a huge pain in the ass to get to his place because it's right on this corner, but that corner is like closed off, so you can't cross the street there. So you have to you have like, to, like go way to like all the way to the end of the block, cross the street, then come back. But he's, what, he's what holding like on. What streets is it at? It's on Crenshaw, and it's like right, right by Lumber Park, right there, like by, by the, kind of like okay. a few blocks from the mall. Oh okay. Yeah. But yeah, his burritos are pretty good. Had you you had talked about? Yeah, before? I had it once before. Yeah. Does he know you because you did the Mr. Fry's Man story or anything like that? He doesn't know me. I mean, last time I went there, I was like, he hey. He Super Dave? <laughs> I, I was a f- so Mr. Fry's Man calls David Super Dave. Yeah, he gave me that nickname. Because you did this big story about him. Big award-winning story. I did win some awards, yes. That was really great that you should all listen to. Yeah. So you can check it out. How do, you, how do people find it? Good food. The oh, right. KCRW Good show. KCRW show, great show. I think the name of the story is Mr. Fry's Man Goes Viral. I didn't pick the name. That is that is the name of the story. I didn't it's pick like the a name. classic kind of like news, you know, like yeah. news headline. When, yeah. you, when you turn in your story, you're like, but it's about the world. And the editor's just like, Mr. Fry's Man gets big. <laughs> like, okay, got it. Yeah. I mean, shout out to all the editors, past and present of Good Food. <laughs> I, I know what it's like to write a headline. And, yeah. and in this day and age, you need certain things in a headline too I mean for all I know that's why I won all the awards headline is not where you do your art although so when I was the editor of a community newspaper sometimes we wouldn't have a great photo to go with a great story to put out five times a week in this sleepy little town and so sometimes they just put in you know like a slice of life photo and do like a extended caption and I think that there was a petting zoo one day, and so I'd gotten a bunch of photos from the petting zoo, and there was like this really great uh, bunny photo, and I'll never forget putting in the caption, um, dot, 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 snuggly, wuggly, question mark. What? Yeah, and, and the next day everyone was like, are you insane? Like, <laughs> and I was like, what, it's snuggly, wuggly, they're just little furry bunnies, you know, and I just thought it was it just what occurred to me at like 10 o'clock at night before... <laughs> printing out the paper and copy editing myself and pasting it up and driving it to the printer. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I did a lot of other bad headlines. I know yeah. I did. I, I mean, a really good... There was, a, like, a regatta that would happen every year. Um, so there'd be all these boats right on... Uh, we were next to a body of water that was a strait, the Carquina Strait. Mm-hmm. A gay day on the strait was a pretty good headline for a slice-of-life photo of the regatta. There were a lot of good ones. Yeah. I mean, when the beavers were in Martinez, that's when I really got my headline on. You know, beaver fever, of course. Uh-huh. That was a big deal. You know, lots of puns about dams and... <laughs> yeah. Beaver, uh, beaver dams fade as a dam site closer to... Uh, stuff like that. Whatever. <laughs> I just like to point out that right, right as you said, they just like looked down at the recorder to just see how close we were to God, wrapping this yeah. thing up. Seven more minutes, six and a half more minutes. Oh, really? That's yeah. it? Oh, yeah. man, flying by. This flew by. How long do you want these things to last? We should do a 24-hour marathon. We should. It would get If we do feel like really we need real. to take, like, half a year off, we'll just do a 24-hour straight. And right. Then, and then put just it... bank it. Well, then divide it up, and, and then each week you get, like, the next hour and the 24 hours. I thought about doing that for when I was out of town. Like, why don't we just do two hours and then chop it up? I mean, we could do that next time. So you will be back on I'll Friday. I'll be back on Friday. Well, let's so we'll kind of like get back on our Friday schedule. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll, we'll do a Sundance recap. Okay, cool. All the best movie all of the, the one screening. All the times <laughs> I like tried to sneak my brother-in-law into bars and got kicked out and yeah, like right. <laughs> tried to go to screenings without passes and didn't get in. Where are you guys going to stay? We got Airbnb, like right in town. Nice. It's like a couple blocks from where the screening of the movie that he's in is, which is at a high school. You got a good jacket to wear? No. Can I give a jacket I could borrow? I I have one that I. The only like really nice warm thing I have is a full body snowmobile suit, from like the seventies. That That's I feel awesome. like I can't wear that. Oh, then you'll be that guy. Yeah, I can't. In a good way. 
No, you can absolutely borrow the one that I just took. Yeah, uh, that would be huge. I would recommend like, putting a heavy you know, layering under Yeah, it. I'm going to have a bunch of layers. It's not really that warm on its own. But it's down to like 11 degrees. Yeah, that's how cold it was in Michigan. Yeah. It was super, and then with wind chill, it's like, yeah. it's cold. I'll bring my flask, and that should. Definitely. That's like an extra two layers right there. I love how you're like, I'm going as a chaperone for uh, my underage uh, blind brother-in-law, <laughs> and also I mostly plan to just like hit the bars and I'm taking my flask. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Is everyone like, cool, David's going, he's got it under control. Are they totally, like, what's yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> no. Is this your big first test? No. No. He was just out here, right? Yeah, he was just out here. Yeah. Um, you guys were hanging out. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I took him to a comedy show. I don't think right. he. I don't think he cared for it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Why not? I don't know. I just think it wasn't his thing. Comedy just, or Marie Stanford? Uh, well, that yeah, stand-up comedy. I don't think he's that into. And also, it was just like, it was a lot of sex jokes. Yeah. And I don't know if that like made him uncomfortable that he was like there with me and it was just like a lot of like. Oh, because you guys. It was like you know. You guys don't really talk about sex a lot. <laughs> this is like a lot of like thirty-year-old single comedians talking about the dating scene and like, you know. Right, and you were it's laughing, not, not even not you were even laughing just a little too hard. <laughs> your your no. turtle was a little not, too enthusiastic. not even that like it made him uncomfortable, but just like it's hard to find things funny that you just have no ability to relate to. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was very much like. I mean, Mid young thirty place. to late twenty comedians for an audience of like those people. Like, where does he live? He lives. Boston. He he lives in the dorms at the yeah in Boston yeah. at the New England Conservatory. In his freshman year of college. What we consider t- totally like normal and comfortable in our like weird like city is just not for other people. I was thinking yeah. about that when I got my lift home from LAX on Friday night, and I was just like, you know in a car with this dude who's managing a $25 million uh, Bitcoin portfolio for his friend in Russia, who's, and he's this Armenian dude who like, you know, dropped his friend off at the airport on a Friday night and then just turned on Lyft. He's like, no, I don't usually do it. Cause I was like, how's driving? And he's like, I don't usually do it. I just, you know, set the destination if I want to, if I'm driving along, but I just dropped my friend off. Cause I have this group text. We all take each other to the airport. And I was like, what kind of a friend group do you have? I don't have that type of friend. <laughs> yeah. I don't have one of those friends. Uh, I have to take Lyft. But then he was just like telling me to get into cryptocurrency. I was asking him about like where to eat Armenian food. <laughs> yeah. You know, did he have any good tips? He said some really insensitive things about the women's march. <laughs> I was like kind of slightly made it known that I was uncomfortable with that, but I was just too tired to like chop yeah. it up with him. So I was like, fine, let's stay on the cryptocurrency. <laughs> His favorite meal ever was shark fin dumplings <laughs> in Vegas. And I was like, I think they're, he's like, Bro, like, I, I went, I ate them. I've gone back, like, four times. Every time I'm in Vegas, they never have them. And I'm like, I think that's because they're illegal. And, like, it's highly controversial to eat shark fin anything. And he was like, but it was so good. And I'm like, I know. And we got on that because we were talking about Den Tai Fung. We were talking about yeah. Shake Shack, all the restaurants in Glendale. And I was just like, I'm back in L.A. Like, even after, like, yeah. five days in, I guess, what is considered middle America. Like, it's not like, you know, I wouldn't. I don't think it's fair to, like, describe what they don't have that we have or anything like that. But it's just different, you know? And it's just, like... It, but it just, like, feels very normal. So maybe there's, like, a little bit of that going on. I don't yeah. Know, in a different way. Yeah. I mean, also, he spent the entire show just reading on his computer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because he, he reads Braille. So... Oh. And his computer is just, like... It's this really cool machine called a... A braille note. So it's his version of like staring at his phone. Is yeah, but like I was like, oh, kind of. That's kind of nice that no one knows you're just like reading right, on your phone and you just kind of pretend like he's watching the stage or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he always wears sunglasses, so. Yeah. But he was just like reading. Turns out he was reading Katya's script <laughs> the oh, whole time because nice. she was like, yeah, you can read and give me notes. Well, that's good. Yeah, but that was my indication that I was like, I don't think he's into this because he just like was reading the whole time. But he also has a really pretty remarkable ability to like do two things at once like he because then before I was like oh we're doing the comedy show and he's like well I did like that one joke about and he like actually like talked about this one joke that he liked and I was like oh maybe he's yeah, better cool. you, you passed the quiz I guess I'll go to Sundance with you <laughs> and with that dear listeners another episode of the Astro comes to a close alright see you you gotta what? learn the name of the show by the way <laughs> well it keeps changing live from the Astro to SM58s and the truth are you Over sure it's 58s?
Yeah. Okay. Because I put it in because that's what the microphone is. It's two. The number two's in there. I thought it was just SM58s in the truth. Oh, you're right. It's SM58s. <laughs> it's like we both have some homework to do. Until next time, good night. <laughs>